What are you listening to? You don't know that the guys are putting I know that. No, this is one that I know. Tom Brady's bordering now on Godlike. You gotta put the bourbon down and go to a doctor. He's What's up, everybody, and welcome to Bump and Run. I'm Pete Colasiano, joined, as always, by the man, the myth, the legend, the continued winning of the Michigan Wolverines, Scott Bracey. What is going on, dude? Keep winning the Michigan Wolverines, keep losing the Denver Broncos. It's the same story year in and year out, it seems like, and you know what? I got my Super Bowl a couple years ago. Michigan just keep winning. And how are you, sir, as the Jets? I'm doing okay, but I was going to say, if this podcast was uh, graded based on the quality of our favorite teams in the pro Oof. in the NFL, we would have to shut this fucker down pretty soon. Wow. Wow. Because <laughs> we're, both, we're both not looking uh, at, at great seasons. Well, excellent segue. We'll, jo- we'll dive right in. NFL Week 2 in review. The Bengals, the Vikings, the Chargers, the Patriots, and my Broncos are all 0-2. However, the Broncos have the most points average per drive, which is a good sign. The problem is their defense now stinks. You know, their defense didn't stink the whole game. 21-3, dude, you got to win that game. Well, that's what I'm saying. You got to win that game. I'm saying it started off very good. And Washington's a very strange team, too, because they kind of started similarly against the Cardinals, who had a – and the Cardinals had a good start against the Giants. Uh, Yeah. Get to that in a minute. But so, like, I'm not settled on – I thought the command – I think I said to you when we did our season preview, like, I thought maybe the commanders would be better than people thought. I think they're in a funky division, so I don't know if it could work out for them, but I think they're better than people think because I think Sam uh, Sam Howell's better than people think. I don't think he's great. I just think he's better than people think, and I think he's showing that because I think even in uh, maybe it was the first game or last week, you texted me like Sam Howell stinks, and then he played really well in the second half, frankly, of both games, actually. So maybe there's a little gamer in there, but he needs to get off to a better start. It's kind of odd because usually with these younger quarterbacks, they start well in the game because yeah. it's scripted early, and then they struggle late because that's when you got to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. But he seems to be pretty good at that. Anyway, Denver is this weird spot, man. I, I feel really bad for this one reason and one reason only. <laughs> Russell Wilson's contract doesn't actually kick in. The extension part doesn't kick in until next year. And then you got, what, five more years at that point. No, I think it's five more starting this year. Well, the heavy part of his contract doesn't start till next year. I know I definitely heard that part of it. So you're you're stuck with him because you can't even trade him because then you take a huge hit on the salary cap because of the signing bonus part of that. It's an awful spot, and he is a shell of himself, dude. He is a shell of himself. I got I got to disagree a little bit. He was I thought he was a better I thought he was better in the Redskin game, Commander game, than. He was most of last year early in the Raider game. Early. Second half, it was awful. Well, you know what is they they stopped Outside they of stopped, the they stopped putting him on they stopped putting him on bootlegs. Their run game's abysmal. They stopped throwing to Corlin Sutton again in the second half, which drives me fucking crazy. Is that they or is that him? Well, I, he's he doesn't call the plays. Well, I mean, but there's it's not like Court and Sutton is the only guy on the route. I mean, if he's suddenly not thrown to him, I don't no, know what the coverage I didn't analyze that up, game to like be that. Fair, but, there's other guys that have stepped up. Yeah. Mims and Johnson, but I just I see You know, we I were, wish you had a run game. The run game stinks. Which it's just weird. I don't know. 
we were when when that trade was made, or really before the trade was made, we you and I both were on the side of like giving Pete Carroll some shit. And now I'm starting to think like was Pete Carroll or their offensive coordinators, because there were multiple coordinators in Seattle while he was there, um, were they just doing a really good job of covering up some of Russell Wilson's faults? And I don't even mean that in a bad way. I mean it as, listen, did they just do a really good job of recognizing what Russ is good at and what Russ isn't good at, and they did more of what he is? You know, the whole let Russ cook thing, like, Maybe they knew better. That, that I guess that's what I'm getting at. Like yeah. Russ can't do some of the cooking. Maybe he's just like a burgers and hot dog joint. He's not fine dining. And Seattle with the defense, the running game, and the winning made him look more like fine dining. And he's really kind of more fast food. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. It's possible. I don't think he stinks. I don't, I don't think that. I've always been a huge Russell Wilson fan, so this is even hard for me to like swallow here. I don't think he stinks. I just think he's way more average than we ever thought, and it bothers me, especially consider how much he's being paid. I mean, Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick said yesterday on DP um, that he's playing himself out of the Hall of Fame. Right? Yes. Yeah, because he's too young to have fallen off on the off the cliff physically. You know, we looked at Matt Ryan last year with the Colts, and it was like, oh my god, dude. This doesn't even look like the same guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the throws, yeah. the movement. Like it just doesn't even look like the same guy. Um, Russ is not. I don't. He's not even thirty-five yet, right? That's uh, a good question. Maybe I think not soon, quite. Though. Like I just think, yeah. I think, yeah. Like, I'm saying he's not thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty. You know what I mean? No. So no. it's really the friggin' disturbing because I just feel like maybe he's being exposed, and you know the whole thinking was that Sean Payton would figure this all out. And so far, I don't see that. I don't. I don't see it having been figured out. And especially like late in games, like I feel like Sean Payton plus Russell Wilson, late in games should be like a great combo. And it's just not there. It's just. It's just not there. Yeah. Well, you know, the the, the Raider game week one, they had a stop. They needed a stop. They didn't get one, and then missed extra point, missed field goal. You're right, though, Commander about the game, defense. Commander yeah, the defense game, defense 21-3 lead. you gotta win, you got to win the game. you got to yeah. close that game out. Yeah. But I, uh, I just move, put some of that on the offense because you got to get a couple more first downs also. Yeah, you know I hear you. Yeah. Moving on, Bengals 0-2. They do this. They've done this through the last two years, I think, or three of the last four. Burrow tweaks his calf again. I know. This is this is a problem. Someone texted uh, me s- this week, like, or, or maybe on Sunday, like, that's going to be a lingering problem all season. You're absolutely right because you got to play – but you know, he, he's a he's a he's a um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's not a running quarterback, but the, he has the ability to run from time to time, and is a nice feature. Yeah. And scrambler, a scrambler, right? But I don't know how much of that he's going to be able to do. And it really here's the other thing: when they were zero and two in the past, they kind of looked really good offensively, and they and and it wasn't all they couldn't yeah. put the whole game together. Offense, even though they scored a few more points this week, it didn't look great. You know what I mean? A, a sp- week one definitely didn't look great. This week, well, the first didn't look great. There's it's the first forty minutes really looked bad. This one couldn't saying. get in and He does a pick in the end zone. So you got Joe Burrow. You got all these weapons, and y- you're struggling on offense. I don't know. And he even said it's tough. It's tough when you don't pl- practice in the preseason, you know, because of the injury. So, but they're the one team for sure of all the teams that are zero and two. You 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 just did you list all the zero and two teams just now? 
the ones that we thought were going to be better. Who do you have there? Say it. Bengals, Broncos, Vikings, Chargers, Patriots. Yeah, so like of all those teams, so we talked about it last week. If you start 0-2, you're like 70% chance you're not making the playoffs. Of all those teams, and we'll get to some of those others in the, as we look at the, their games, the Bengals are the one team that I still have faith can do it, can make the playoffs because they've done that before. They've, they've yeah. started on two. The other teams, and then when you start to look at who those teams are playing and we get to the preview part of, of the podcast, uh, dude, <laughs> it's hard to believe, but they're kind of done already. It's crazy, yep. to, it's crazy to say that, right? We always say it's too early, but it's not too early when the statistics don't lie. If you go 0-3, what the hell show was I watching? Oh, my goodness. You have like an eight percent chance. Oh, to make it might have been something. heard. It's even less than that. There's been yeah. 99 teams in the last like 20 years to start 0 and three. Only one has made the playoffs. Wow. So whoever's 0 and three this week, it's already over. Like even the Jets have a better chance than you if you're 0 and three. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's why I, I I you know when I wrote up the episode for YouTube, I was like, this is the biggest week in the NFL. It's huge because of some of these strange teams that we don't expect to be 0-2. Their season is literally on the line, week three, which is insane. Uh, same old story for the Chargers. Winning, winning, it's winning, just... and, and and lose. Does Herbert have to... I, asked, I think I might have asked you this last week. Does Herbert have to take some of this? Yeah, because I watched some of that game because I had a little action on it. Um... So you watched a lot. I asked you this last week. Is there? St- do you see a reluctance to push the ball down the field still? Yes. Okay. Yes. And yeah, and he did it a little bit more, but like he was Keenan Allen heavy. Like you got to go to Mike Williams, go to your tight end. I know Eckler wasn't there, but they didn't run the ball. They didn't try run the ball at all. So I give him a little bit of a little bit of a pass this week. But dude, their defense too, man. Make a stop, like you know. I again, know. first half, Bosa's all over the place. Derwin James is stopping, dude. Dude, you can't let Tannehill come down and come back and beat. Yeah, that's like it's uh, crazy because Staley is a defensive coach. You're the head coach, and you can't even square up your side of the ball. Right. Like it's just insane. He's dude. He okay. So let's just say this right now. Is he? Does he have the hottest seat right now? Like, yeah. if this continues, he doesn't even make it through week seven. I would agree. You know, I don't even know who they're playing this week. We'll talk about that later. But, I mean, it's... it's oh, I know I'm, who they're playing this week. The 0-2 Vikings. <laughs> so, now we're guaranteed one of those two teams is going to... One of those two teams is going to be 0-3. Their season's fucking over. Yep. It's amazing. But you're right. Like, uh, that defense is so talented. There's so much talent. I shouldn't say it's talented. There's so much talent. Why does it? Why is it average? Why does it stink? I don't know. It's just it's I don't so know. crazy. It's so crazy. Uh, Vikings last week, tough ass Thursday in Philly. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. That you know, that's why the week one loss to Tampa is so bad. It's killer. It's a you killer. know, what Kirk Cousins is, and I like Kirk Cousins. There's nothing wrong with Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk, Kirk Cousins is a top twelve quarterback in the league, and statistically, he's top ten. But that's the kicker, right? Kirk Cousins had like four hundred yards and four touchdowns in this game, but he's a compiler. A lot of what he does is he's a compiler. You know, he'll get a couple late touchdowns or something like that. Like the game, they were losing the whole game. They never really. That's what I. That's what I start to think the Sean Watson was with the Texans. Now looking, he's starting now to looking, right. Yeah, yeah, because when you need it, and and Kirk Cousins has shown this in big spots in like primetime games and stuff like that. When you need it, you're not there. When you don't need it, yeah, you get that late touchdown, and then the score looks better. Like what was the final score of that Eagles game? Do you have it there? 
What, the you, Viking game? Yeah. 34-28. Yeah, like, it's kind of close. Like, you think, oh, man, that was a pretty good game. It really wasn't. They were never no, really in no. that game. So, four touchdowns sounds great, but it was really compiling numbers. That's all it was. And you're right. That's a good example. I remember thinking that, like, man, Houston's either always far behind or he just puts up big numbers, but it doesn't it doesn't equate to much. And that, that's, right. that's the thing. And they're in trouble. Last one, it's, it's, they're really in trouble there. Last one, Patriots, they just... They battle. They don't give up. They but they just they, they get down early and then Mac Jones isn't built to come from behind no. and it just and they really yeah, don't have just, any weapons, dude. They still don't, don't, they don't have weapons. They like, don't. There's this is one thing if you look back on Belichick's history with New England, God, he was lucky he had Tom Brady because they when did they ever really have weapons other than Randy Moss? Is there any receivers of note that uh, you can think you know, of? Wes Walker and Animal were pretty good for a while. They you know they I were guess, different, but was that were they, they good or was they were were they with Tom Brady? Wow, that's that's the this million is what question. I mean. Like they're just, ugh. but they always had good backs too. They had you know that James they, that's White, true, and Kevin they always Falk had good offensive and, line. And I still think they do both of those pretty well. And obviously their defense is solid. Um, one of my favorites, the law firm Ben Jarvis Green Ellis was. A- <laughs> um, their defense is really good, so I I don't, you know, I'm not going to bury them just yet. But on the other side, Dolphins. I tell you what, man. If two is up, if two stays upright and they stay healthy, that that is a tough, tough out. I don't care who they play, man. Um, yep. to, to think that they can go into New England and move the ball like they did against Belichick. Now, the the, the incredible statistic is that Tua is five and zero against Belichick. Now, if you look at Be- if you take Tua out of the equation, if you look at Belichick's record, that's against- not true. Not true. What? He's won five straight games against him. They lost last year and like he in didn't December, start. I remember. He didn't start. Oh, he didn't start? He didn't start. But they, he did play. Yeah, I don't think he did. I think that was when he was in concussion mm-hmm. protocol. Okay. Pretty sure he's won five. I'm pretty sure that's five Hold straight up. wins for him. Hold the because phone. I, gotta, I, might, I might have to prove you wrong here. Yeah, because he came out and said, well, I didn't win five straight games against them. We did. Hold on. Okay, you go ahead on that. I'm going to say what I was going to say. If you take him out of the equation... Uh, <laughs> Belichick against first or second year quarterbacks, his record is like he wins at a 93% clip or something stupid like that. He doesn't lose to rookie and second year quarterbacks or first time starting quarterbacks. So the fact that Miami's able to do that against him is pretty unbelievable, but they are really friggin' loaded, dude. You got something you want to say? Or you no, still I looking? can't find still it. Looking? Hold on. I'm pretty sure on that one. But they are really loaded. Uh, to, to put that kind of display at New England against Belichick defense, I was really impressed. I'm not a big Tua guy, and I still don't 20, know. 23-21 Patriots. I don't think he played. If you remember, he missed like the last. I don't know. I thought he played because I had him in fantasy, and I sat him. Maybe not. He anyway, missed like the ahead. last five or six games of the season last year. Remember when he had the second concussion? They 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 roasted him. He was done. Oh, I remember. <laughs> so, um. Miami has been definitely one of the most impressive teams. I mean, listen, we're only two games into the season, and they beat what we now know is an unimpressive Chargers defense, but a really nice win against New England. And more importantly, both of those games were on the road and on both coasts. Now, it's a little easier to go out west when it's your first game of the season. You didn't have a game the week before, but still, you go out west, beat the Chargers, come back back east, but not home. 
Two straight wins on the road for Miami, and both of them in kind of impressive fashion. That's uh, it's a very dangerous team right now. Very dangerous team. And they're playing okay defense. It's not great, but it's okay. Dallas too much for Zach and your New York Jets. We knew this was coming, right? Yes, we did. Anybody who was out there thinking, I don't care how good your defense is. I don't care how good your defense is. If your offense can't get first downs and stay on the field for a little while, sooner or later you're going to wear out. Sooner or later within one game and sooner or later in the season. So you could be a top five, top three defense all you want, but if you are if you lead the league in three and outs, sooner or later that defense is going to suck. This was one of the things we talked about with Denver last year, like too often three and outs, and then the friggin' this poor defense, which does a great job, is back on the field. You can't keep yeah. doing that. Like you got to, they're going to have to find a way to manufacture first downs. This was, by the way, this was definitely not on Zach mm. Wilson. This mm. game was not on Zach Wilson. Micah Parsons. No, but he's still bad though. No, he's not good. But I'm just saying this was not like, oh, Zach fucked us again. That's yeah, not what happened. That is not what happened. Frankly, if anything, the defense did did let the team down a little bit. Uh, Mr. Rookie of the Year, Sauce Gardner, Mr. Drop Interception. That was, it. dude. Not so, good. So let's look at that for a second. If he picks that, it's a pick six. Like there's nobody Agreed. from from Dallas all the way to New York. And it was 10-3 at that game, right? I think it was 10-7. I think it was 10-7, oh, yeah. and that, that would have right. given them a 14-10 to 10 lead. Mm-hmm. Things I'm not saying things could have been different, but things would have been different in the moment, and then who knows what happens, right? Sure. But my God, Micah Parsons is just... He's a monster. He's he a monster. is just an unstoppable force of nature, bro. Absolute monster. Do you think he is a potential MVP candidate? There hasn't been one... Listen, I like 20 to say years yes, or something but it, like it's that. Never, they don't do it. No, it's like the Heisman Trophy. It's quarterback bullshit. Mostly. It really kind of is. Yeah, it's. But do you think there's? You think it's possible now? Like after what you well, see for two games? I, I, th- I think him and T.J. Watt are definitely top for defensive player of the year. We'll get to that in a minute, but I don't think it's realistic. No, I don't. Kind of so. realistic, but I think he'll be on the list if this continues. I still L- think list, that's a big list, ask because sooner or later. Yeah, sooner or later, and of course the Jets didn't do it. They put Dwayne Brown one on one with with Mike. Like what? Dwayne Brown one on one with Micah Parsons. Well, that's, that's that's another thing. You know, Aaron Rodgers being out of sight. I, I had a lot of, and I told you and Mike Cohen this. Sala, Sala, I don't know, man. I, I just well, that's not a Sala problem. That's a Nathan Hackett problem. Well, he's also the head coach. He's also the head coach. Let's well, sure, it guy, falls on his put head. Put another guy on Micah. Put another guy, help him out. Yeah, like, no, it falls on his head. You got to have a tight end or a, or a back chipping him out of the backfield. You can't, you can't do that. Where's Tyler Conklin been, too? The guy had a good year last year. The guy's MIA. Well, so he had an okay year last year, but you got bad quarterback play. <laughs> so I got more bad quarterback play last year, and he was more in, in the box score than he was. Well, listen, again, this is, a different, this is a different animal this week against Dallas. That pass rush was just – that's – I'm trying to think back to last year. That's to me. That's the most arrests I've seen him in since he started in this league. Like he was just perpetually every play he was under duress. So, uh, you know, Dwayne Brown is not. He's a problem. Makai Becton has been fantastic. He has been good. He's been he like been rock solid, dude. So let's creep our fingers crossed that he stays healthy. But yeah, it's coaching that says, dude, you got to chip this guy. You can't just. Go one-on-one with the best pass rusher in a fucking league. Like, you can't do it. You can't freaking do it. So, but I didn't expect anything less than that. Uh, so, whatever. Most surprising 2-0 team. 
Commanders, Buccaneers, Falcons. Buccaneers to me for sure. I mean, I I think I had Atlanta coming in second in their division. Um, they probably should have lost that game to be honest with you. But yeah, the Buccaneers. We kind of thought it would be a garage sale, kind of like right around now, like after two, yeah. three, four weeks, if they were zero and four, and here they are two and zero. And maybe the biggest surprise of all on Tampa Bay is that Baker Mayfield looks really good. He does. 69% completion percentage. He doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, I think the best thing that happened to him was kind of landed in Tampa because there's really no pressure down there. The expectations were totally in the Mm. toilet. And he's overperforming. We agreed on this last year. The best thing that happened to him was going with to McVay and the Rams mid-year. It kind of turned him around. You it kind of humbled him a little bit, getting kicked out of Carolina. Well, I think you make a good point with the McVay because of the coaching that he might have probably received, even if it was for a short time. He looked pretty decent with the Rams, and that was with no I mean, Cooper Cup. We no. thought they should have kept him. As yeah, a backup yeah I, I agree with you on that. So you make a good point. That may have No, he's turned it around. I think the maturity and I think now like no the pressure's off cuz he's been through it all now and He still has a little chip on his shoulder and when you hear him in interviews it's a little like, dude, come on. Just, I know. He's a, yeah, I just think he's that's the that's he's a little he is, too but. me my me for me like I just too much. But he's looked good and listen, they're winning games. You know, it's funny because we looked at that roster and we're like, "Oh, they're going to suck." And then now you start to look and you're like, well, they do have Mike Mike Evans, and they do have this one, and they do have that one, and they do have these yeah. guys on defense, and they're like, well, it's actually not that bad a roster. Last year, we thought Tampa <laughs> was going to have a chance at the Super Bowl. So, anyway, uh, it, that's definitely the most surprising to me, for sure. 3-2-0 team so far in the South. We were uh, a little weary on that division. New Orleans has not looked great. That's Carr for you. He's just shopping down, and like he's getting, a good, he's getting used to a new offense. Yeah. I don't know. They haven't looked great. The defense is good. The defense is very good, but they haven't looked great. Atlanta's a very I, interesting well, team. Well, like, again, another team with a run game. They get Kamara back in two weeks. Maybe That's it'll, true. It'll, no it'll Kamara right them. now. That definitely yeah. changes things. Um, so, what else? Giants, crazy second half. Avoid 0-2, which would have been a fucking disaster. I just watched them as an organization decide, we got to cut this kid loose. And Daniel Jones looked like Josh Allen. Throwing a ball, chucking a ball all over the place. I mean, the Danny Dimes nickname was kind of fitting in the second half of that game. And then when he wanted to, he just took off. That's That was the best any period or whatever you want to say, half of football. But that's the best segment of football I've seen Daniel Jones play since he's been in the league. Like, bar none. Like, that was the Definitely. best. Between throwing and running and commanding. And then there was one point... I think he ran. Did he run for a touchdown? He ran for one touchdown. Yeah, I think he did. And he got up and showed so much emotion, which is the one thing we haven't seen from him at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this son of a bitch is fired up, dude. Like, I don't know. I kind of liked seeing that. It was kind of like, um, I don't mean this in a Superman way, but it was kind of like Clark Kent finally coming out. Like, he, it's almost like he said, I've had it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's the kind of feel I had from it. And I was like, damn. So, you know, Saquon gets hurt. And there's a couple other injuries on a team. And they got a really tough game coming up this week. But Offensive I'm, line, yeah. Yeah, there's some, they're banged up. So, but I'm really interest, interested to see how he, if he can continue that kind of, more the attitude than than anything else. 
But it was great to see. If you're a Giants fan, you should be really, uh, like, I don't know, excited about what you saw from Daniel Jones. Like, is that well, what he's capable funny. of? Yeah, I guess it, that's what he's capable of. Fan, you're, you're positive in one sense with Jones, and then you're negative with Barkley out again, oh. and the offensive line being out. Defense looks like shit. So like, but what the, I'm just saying, like, I guess Daniel Jones was especially for us. We thought that was the biggest, still the biggest question mark on this team. Is he really your guy? And if you can just let let the reins loose a little bit, and that's who you're gonna get. That guy was yeah. That guy was pretty damn good, man. Like really good. And then it's great because then you see receivers who we don't even know who they are. They start making great catches. Energy yeah. is a bitch, man. Momentum is a bitch. Like so that shit got going, and then and there was nothing Arizona could do to stop it. It was real. It's really something else. Momentum in football is unlike any other sport, right? Agreed. So. They got that momentum going in their direction, and that was that, man. There was just no stopping it. It was really crazy. Uh, one more, and then we'll move on. Steelers win a sloppy game. Um, Nick Chubb out for the year. Ugly injury, second oh my time. God. Awful. There's wins, and then there's games that you won. And to me, this is just the game that they won. That, uh, Steelers didn't play very well. They just, they're just, uh, no. yeah, they're grateful. They should be grateful. They got two defensive touchdowns in this game. That's not happening every week. This is two games in a row now, and I, I get it. Kenny Pickett has not looked good in either one of these first two games, but they're one and one They Listen, they played, Browns have a very good defense. We saw that against Cincinnati, and obviously San Francisco has a friggin' tits defense, so there's that part of it. So I get it, right? Like, you came up against two of the, maybe the best defenses in the league right now. But they have questions that need to be answered. Some of them are up front with the offensive line. Some of them are in the coach's booth with offensive coordinator. What's his name? Matt Canada. Nice chant in the middle of the game. Uh, <clears throat> when 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 fans don't like you and you're just a coordinator, that's a fucking problem, dude. It's one thing when yep. you're the head coach and they don't like you. Dude, when they're calling you know, WFAN or any of the local sports talk and they're talking about offense coordinators or they're screaming your name at can't. Mm, that's not good. That's not good. And you and I never liked that hire in the first place. This goes Correct. back to Ben Roethlisberger days. He's been there for at least three years now. This is third year, I think. <clears throat> it's never funny. liked it. Never liked the hire. If Pickett hasn't looked good. You're right, but he's always in third and nine. That's what I'm saying. Nothing. It, looks it's hard good. to be. It's hard to be productive when you're in third and, and nine. And he's under insane pressure. I mean, let's uh, yeah. not, let's not, let us not forget. This is only like his. Ninth or tenth start, something in that range. Eleventh start, like you got to help out a young quarterback, man. Like there's my no help; they can't run the ball. My brother's a Steeler fan, and he was saying how like all the guys were taking the pressure off Canada. He goes, no, it's not him. We're missing blocks. We're missing assignments. We're... I don't know. I uh... look. It's never sexy to talk about this because it's not what fans are watching. But off the, the line of scrimmage, no matter how they try to change the game, right? You get some more of a passing game. It's more of a running game, blah, 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 blah. This still remains a game that whoever dominates the line of scrimmage usually wins. And they, when they're on offense, they get the shit beat out of them on the offensive line. And it fucks up everything. You can't, If you can't run the ball, then you can't run play action. If you can't run play action, you're just running straight drop back. And Kenny Pickett is not ready to only – he's not Dan Marino yet. He cannot just sit there and drop straight back and get rid of the ball quickly. He's not processing that fast yet. He proce- he processes faster than a lot of guys his, you know, his age or age in football years. But come on, man. He hasn't even started a full season yet, if you really think about it. 
So they need a running game to some degree to take a little pressure off, and it's just not there. It's not there. Najee Harris isn't isn't a big play running back. Like it's just not there. So I don't know. They, they got some problems that they need to work out. Now, hopefully, you know, for their sake, you know, you want hopefully the schedule lightens up a little bit. But I, I'll hold off on them just because, like I said, they came up against two like wrecking ball defenses. So we'll see how things change. But they got some problems. They got some problems to deal with. On the other side, Deshaun Watson is again. You talk about a shitty bad contract. Oh my God, you're stuck with this friggin' guy for five years on with big numbers, all of it guaranteed, all mm-hmm. of it guaranteed. Like, wow, they're 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 screwed. He's a shell of himself, dude. I don't know when, if and when this can turn around. I really don't. I go back to the conversation we've had about guys who didn't play in college during the COVID year. So they sat out a year and then had to come and play in the NFL. And how many of them struggled? Deshaun Watson basically sat out two seasons. Like, you're not playing football. And now you're supposed to come in and play good football in the NFL? It's a big ask. Trey Lance. <laughs> exactly, right? Um, yeah, so it's a big ask. It's a really big ask. And he's failing week, miserably. Week three preview. Tonight. Wait, I got one more uh, thing. I got one more thing. Uh, I, go I, ahead, because, buddy. Just because I do it every week. I do it every week. We got to give our Justin Fields update on Mr. MVP. Dude. You sent me a tweet. <coughs> it was from behind the quarterback. Justin Fields drops back. I think it was a three-man rush. And there's a guy just like uncovered. Open. Uncovered Buck down the seam. Might have been a four-man rush, but he had full protection. Like he was. It was the cleanest pocket you've ever seen. And a guy just buck open down the seam. Down the uh, hash marks for everybody listening, and um, and the tweet is this ended up in a sack. <laughs> so when people ask why do you keep you know jamming up Justin Fields, it's because of what I see. It's clear as crystal, and you could even go by the stats. Nobody in the NFL, not a single quarterback in the NFL, holds the ball longer than Justin Fields, like in the pocket. He holds the ball too long. Why? Because he doesn't process what he sees fast enough so then we get this week he comes out and like kind of alluded not i didn't think it was as bad as people thought i i thought his it was coaching comment i didn't think he was so much saying like well the coaches don't want me to run i didn't i didn't kind of take it that way i think he was just saying look the coaches tell me what to do i do it like that's how i took it i didn't think it was as bad but still i gotta be me can someone tell me what the fuck that means? Because I don't know any other position on the field where the player just gets to be me. Isn't the wide receiver, aren't you given like a route tree and say, hey, when we say you're going to run a seven route, you're running a seven route. If we say you're running an out, you're running an out. You're running it in, you're running it. Nobody gets to say, well, yeah, I'm supposed to run a 15 route yard in, but that's not me. So I'm not doing that. Like, I don't understand this. There's guys on the field that are doing what they're coached to do, what the play instructs them to do. Doesn't the quarterback have the same rule? Now, does that mean you can never take off? Does that mean you can never run? No. But there were multiple games last year where he rushed for over 100 yards, and they lost. The ju- Running is a complement to your game. You are a distributor of the football. You have to throw the ball. And we've seen now multiple weeks. He looks worse than he did last year. That's coaching? It does. 
Come on. And now MVP, I got to be MVP. me. I got to be me. What the fuck does that even mean? What are you? Are you not a quarterback? Play quarterback, dude. It's just bizarre to me. You know, we I I we've talked so many times about like Lamar Jackson. I say, well, to me, you're never going to win less than 10 games, but I just don't think you're going to win a Super Bowl. He's competent. He's good. Anybody who thinks like Lamar Jackson stinks or if that if you right. think that's what we're saying, I'm not. I think he's really good. I would take Lamar Jackson because I me know too. I'm never going to lose. I'm never going to win less than 10 games. I just don't think he's elite. If you can't see whatever what what we're seeing here with Justin Fields, then you're just you just don't want to. You want him to be good, and I get it. I like the kid. He's a nice kid. He's a hard worker, but got a big arm, great athlete. Stuff against him personal, but if you can't see what's going on, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like I don't know why you're still surprised. This is nothing. This is the same thing with Zach Wilson. Very little has changed with Zach Wilson. When we say, well, what's going on there? What? Because he doesn't process very fast. Is there a way to work with that? Yeah, there is. It's hard. Because these coordinators, these defense coordinators are fucking good, you know, and these defensive players are really good. So can you work with it? Sure. You're not going to be a very efficient offense, and the Bears are never going to be a very efficient offense, you know, with Justin Fields, a quarterback. He's he's just not that. He's just not that. Week three preview tonight, a little wind out of the sail with Barkley and some guys being out, but yeah. Giants at Niners. Tough week for the Giants, too, because, um, you know, Tough games, scheduling, short week. Like, of all the weeks you want a short week, this wasn't it. You know, like with the injuries. Well, they stayed out there, so at least they didn't have to come all the way back. <laughs> yeah, but that kind of sucks too, right? Like, Oh, yeah, you're, sure. You're not just out there. You're out there, and it's a short week. It's like, shit. Like, it's a really, really tough spot for them. Plus, you know, San Fran won last week, but they, it wasn't exact. They weren't thrilled with their performance. Let's put it that way. And when a... When a team like that, when a good team is not thrilled with their performance, they usually come out have a great week of practice, and it is is just a really really tough spot for the Giants. Forget about point spread. I mean, do you really see a path for them to win this game? You know, NFL's crazy. Sometimes weird shit happens. The Niners will throw two picks, and the Giants will hang around. I, I think they could hang around. I don't think they win the game though. I don't. I don't see them winning the game though. Yeah, I just I, this is just a, one of those times where I think the line is something like ten or ten and a half. I that's, think, yeah, I think ten and a half. That's a haul. I mean, that's a lot. I don't. I don't know that I would touch the game, but um, I just I think it's just a really tough spot for them. It's a big ass for Daniel Jones. He's going to have so much pressure on him all day today. I mean, again, look at what Sam Fran did to Kenny Pickett the first week. Like, bro, a mediocre offensive line with those guys. That's a tough spot. That's a tough spot. Yep. The only good thing about it being tonight is that now you're going to get 10 days off before your next game. This is, well, 11. They play Monday night. Oh, so they so get even an extra day. So that's yeah. the only good thing that's coming out of this for them. Atlanta at the Detroit Lions. Oh, man. Well, so a week ago, if you would have asked me this game, I would have felt very secure about saying Detroit, but them having lost to Seattle, which we didn't really talk about, but – Losing at home to Seattle and the defense looked kind of like it looked last year. So what we thought was an improvement against Kansas City looked pretty bad against a Seattle team that couldn't even score against the Rams at home. At home. So now, what's it? Would you say this game is in Detroit? It is, and they got yeah. some guys banged up too already. And and Atlanta's two and zero. Oh. They've looked uh, defensively. This is a way improved team. Definitely. Bijan Robinson is again. I still wouldn't take a running back that early in the draft. 
But goddamn, is he good, dude. This guy is a real friggin' weapon. I just, you know, you hope a guy like that stays healthy. Yeah, but your your boy Kyle Pitts is a ghost now. That's not that's not helping. Well, is he a ghost or is like uh, yeah, Ritter, Ritter, Ritter just kind of? They don't. They have such a harness on him. They I, I I think they cut him loose a little early in the game, and then he fucked up. And they're like, no, 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 let's reel it, reel it back in. Run, scream, <laughs> yeah, run, oh scream. It's so like that. They they really have a tight leash on him, and I don't blame him because he hasn't looked great. So, um, what's the game in Detroit? Yeah, yeah. You know, you would expect this is a perfect spot for Atlanta to kind of lay an egg and and Detroit to get back on track. It totally makes sense, but the NFL doesn't make sense. So, who knows? It's tough. It's tough betting against a team that's two and zero. Again, momentum. Momentum is a bitch. When you start believing in yourself as a team, you can't just say, "Well, yeah, they're probably gonna lose." It's not so probably. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's true. Saints at Packers. Yeah, so the Packers lost to Atlanta last week. They really they were, sh- they were in control of that game for a they long really time. Really should have won that game. Yeah. And Jordan Love, dude, Jordan Love's got six touchdown passes, no interceptions so far this season. He lead he's tied for the league lead league with touchdown <laughs> touchdown passes. But at the end of that game when they needed one more drive, he didn't have it. I don't that's this is certainly not on him. The defense let them down in that game. But uh I don't know. Interesting Interesting game, interesting team. I'm fascinated by this whole Green Bay Jordan Love thing. I can't take my eyes off it every week. I'm watching what's going on there, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what that looks like. What about you? What about you? It's ba- so. So the other thing is, this is this will be Jordan Love's first start this season at home. We talked about last week how that's it's a tough ass to go on the road two weeks in a row to start the season. But now he's a home opener. I have no feel on this game at all. It's Like you said, Saints have looked shaky, lucky to get out. They got one more week without good Kamara. Defense. They lost, they lost yeah. Jamal Williams. Yeah. Green Bay, good start, but then they kind of blew it at the end and love and nothing Love did was his fault. I just have no feel on this game. I know. I could, yeah. It's weird. And we always uh, wonder about like dome teams going out playing on grass. Sometimes it's not late in the season. It's not. Yeah, cold. right now I don't worry about the- it too much. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we touched on it a little bit before. Chargers at Vikings, both zero and two. You talk about not having a feel for a game. I don't know what to expect. Dude. I I concur. I re- where's the game? In Minnesota. Yeah. Because Minnesota's defense is not good. No, it's not good. That's not a good defense. So they're they're like constantly falling behind, but I don't trust the Chargers. I I still do love Herbert, but there's issues there too, man. He's not. Yeah, he's yeah, he's starting. He's, not to, he's, perfect. Getting, he, he's getting to the point to me where Josh Allen was a little bit. Where like you got to start proving it to me a little bit now, dude. Like I don't know who to compare him to. It's one of those things where like he, if you look statistically, it looks Dak? good. Yeah, maybe he's fallen into that category. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. The stats look good. You know, the completion percentage looks good. But if you're hitting the back out of the backfield seven times a game, yeah. Well, then you know you're picking up four yards. Yes, your completion percentage is high, but you don't get anything. You're not. You don't. You're, there's no value there. So I don't. Man, I'm not. This is really hard for me to say because I like Justin Herbert a lot. You know what I mean? Like, you know, what team in this? There's about three or four teams in his league, maybe, that if you could get him and switch with your guy, you would take him. 
But I just, there's something. You know what I mean? I don't even know what to call it. I guess that's where I'm at right now. Like, there's something you know, missing, you know, but I don't know what to know, call you, it. You talked about Daniel Jones before, like, when he got up, fired up. Is Herbert almost too calm? You know, so... <laughs> Very plain game. That's what you like, want, yeah. right? You want a stable, level-headed... And, you want until that. Until you're 0-2 and you're like, you're something, you know, that. like... Where's the fire? Yeah, I guess so. Like, sometimes you need some fire, right? Like, Phil Simms was a pretty level-headed quarterback. But then you would see the fire, like a Parcells got in his face. He would fi- you, you need to see some fire sometimes. Maybe that's it. I, I don't know. Urgency? Is urgency what we're missing? I don't know. I, I, I can't put my finger on it, man. Like, I really can't. But there's, yeah. there's a button that needs to be pushed, and it's not. And I, I don't know which button it is. So as a former coach, I don't have an answer. I don't know. If, I don't know where to go. I really don't. But there's something not working, even, even on the offense. We know we've mentioned the defense for sure. But there's something wrong there with Herbert. I don't know what it is. I got breaking news. Ooh, we always love this. Panthers quarterback Bryce Young out for week three. What was the problem? Ankle and knee. Oh. Um, I don't know if that's to just maybe say – Calming down. Take a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to at Seattle this week. That would have been a disaster. I think that that, that place spot. and he would have, he would have been a mess. I think with Andy Dalton there, I think that gives him a better chance to, to compete in that game. I agree. <laughs> um, we didn't really talk about Carolina, but I just, I'll just say this much about Bryce Young, and then we'll move on. Um, he just really looks small. He does. You know he what does. I mean? He, he just, does. He looks small. And you know the other side of it is he. You know Kyler Murray looks really small, but then he looks like a freaking. You know, a mosquito a just running all over the place. Like, he, it's different. Um, Bryce Young just looks small. Everything he about does. him just looks small. It looks like a really, really good high school quarterback playing in the NFL or something like that. Like, he just looks small. And the problem with that is it's never going to change. That part is never going to change. I'm not even saying he's bad or that he can't play or that he's, it's not going to work. He just looks small. And he's always going to be small. So, Yep. Uh, a couple more. Steelers at Raiders. Sunday night football. A couple of one and one teams. Devontae Adams got knocked out of the game last week. Uh, is he playing this week? Do we? Yeah, they said they he passed concussion protocol at the end of the okay. game, but the, but they were down so much it didn't matter. They uh, they left him out. Gotcha. Um, just interesting because to me, like Jimmy G, always just finds ways to win. Raiders have struggled with winning, so uh, you know, just interesting from that perspective. Like that's I just. Mm. Again, so here's a perfect example, right? Like, what's the difference? Who's who's better, Justin Herbert or Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, this is like this isn't even a real question, right? I, I know it's not even a real question. Wise, yeah, it's, it's Justin Herbert. Like, but who wins? Like Jimmy G. So sometimes Jimmy G. They just get blown out, and they get fucking blown out, and you just and you move on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then there's these games where you're like, they just hang around, hang around, and in those last four minutes, he makes it happen, and you're like, but he wins, he wins, he goes to the playoffs. What is it? I mean, statistically, these num- their numbers aren't even close. They're not even in the same league. One guy plays in the Canadian Football League and one guy plays in the NFL. But he wins. It's Say what amazing. you want, dude. Say what you want. He wins. Two Monday Nighters, again, which I don't love. Don't, I took the words yeah. right out of my mouth. Yeah, they are, they're, they're, they're like... Battling against each other, the, the networks. Like, what do you makes do? Like, no do the same sense. thing. You know, it yeah. makes, it's like ridiculous. Yeah, especially when you got them up at the same time. If you did like I a six o'clock and a nine o'clock, that'd be interesting. Right, right. When the, but now it's it's stupid. No. And, and last week's product was brutal too, so that didn't help. Because the game things. sucked. Right. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Eagles. So now Buccaneers. I got two Monday night games, and I don't want to watch either one of them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, I ended up Olymp- going to Monday Night Raw or something. Wait like for the Olympics that. to start, for Christ's sake. Eagles at Buccaneers, two and zero, and two and zero. Yeah, this game is in Philly, I believe. No, it's in Tampa Bay. Okay. Uh, well, so here I'll give you this. Philly has not looked great, but they've won. If you look at what's going on there, the biggest thing to me is their defensive backfield is bad, and they're banged up. So they're bad, and now those guys that are bad, they're not. Some a couple of them are out. So now the guys who weren't good enough to start over the guys who are bad, they're now starting. Who are they playing against? Mike Evans. Uh, Godwin. Godwin. I always forget Godwin's last name for some. I want to say Galloway, but I know it's not. I know it's not. Chris Godwin. Like they got weapons over there, and Baker's been slinging it, and they're at home. This could be uh, upset city. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if Tampa wins that game? They're three and zero. Uh oh, he's raising his I got hand, more, folks. I got, I got more breaking news. Breaking news. Dun, 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 dun. Cowboys. Pro Bowl cornerback Travion Diggs oh. out for the year. What? Torn ACL in practice. Practice. Oh my God. You're kidding me. Good lord. Wow. 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 Talk about season altering. Thank God they got Stefan Gilmore to, to be that on the other side. That changes some things. Yeah, that right? changes some things. Wow. How about that one? That's a tough Lord. one, dude. That's a tough one. And a guy that has Cowboys defense in fantasy, uh, I'm not happy about that. And a guy who said that the Cowboys were going to win the NFC East this year, I'm not happy about that. But I don't really care Oof. about the Cowboys. So. Wow. That's a tough one. one. More. That's, that's tough. That's a tough one. One more Rams at Bengals. Rams one and one. Bengals on two. I said this is a Rams at Bengals. This is a must this is win. A must win. Dude. I get it. I'll, I, like we said before. Okay, you can come back from zero and two. Nobody comes back from zero and three. And then on top of the zero and three, look at that division. The Browns are playing better. The Steelers are the Steelers, and Baltimore looks really solid. You can't yeah. be. 0-3 right now. They cannot be 0-3. You know what I mean? So, but but what do we know we're going to get from Joe Burrow? Or, or, or I say, who are we going to get with Joe Burrow? I don't know. What kind of mobility is there going to be? But I tell you what, that has got to be one extremely motivated team. But let's be honest, dude. The the Rams have certainly played way over our expectations. We That, that was the other team that we thought it might be a fire sale by week four or five or six. Yep. And they've looked pretty good. Yeah, Matthew Stafford looks good. Uh, you know, they look good. They're playing really, really good defense. Surprisingly enough, I still think they're pretty thin. Dude, they're like $70 million over the salary cap. <laughs> that's 70 million, or I should say 70 million of dead dead money. That, well, yeah, dead like money. that's 70 million dollars that they can't spend on this year's roster. It's crazy. fucking crazy, man. I don't know how they're doing it. McVay is a really, really good coach. I mean, he just is a really good coach. College football. Let's do it. Review. Lots of great games. No, there really weren't, weren't too many great games. I tell you, the top, the top, te- the top teams are sleepy, uh, which I don't necessarily have a problem with. A little wake up call is never a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Georgia was down at the half to South Carolina. Michigan was only up by eight at the half against Bowling Green. 
Um, Penn State, a little sleepy. You get annoyed, and then the 11 o'clock kick. Florida State, State almost, almost lost, lost at Boston College. Probably should have lost, let's be honest. Probably won. Texas was up 10-7 at the half against Wyoming, who somebody had Wyoming with the points. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, I don't mind. We got Harbaugh back on a personal note. Rutgers coming in. Rutgers, tough team. Shannon yeah, they're doing. Good. Yeah, they're battle. So I like having my coach back, and then, uh, you know, I think the rest of the teams. But we'll get to the preview in a minute. It is we, – we promised you guys two weeks ago and last week the slate has Gort. finally oh. risen to the top, my beautiful. friend. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful week. Um, Another team that struggled, Alabama. My goodness. Dude, you know what? They cannot settle on a quarterback. They're going back to Milrow. Is that his name? Yep, they are. They're going back to Milrow. And what was so weird about the switch is what Nick Saban said. He said – well, he's earned it. Wait, what? <laughs> he earned it? You sat him and tried two other guys, and they yeah. sucked. That's not earning it. That's getting the job by default. Like, he didn't <laughs> he didn't earn shit. You played bad. Right. You got benched, and now you're just, you just were not as bad as the other two guys. Like, wild, wild turn of events here. Because it's not just the quarterbacks. They don't have, like, the, you know... For all the Nick Saban unbelievable defense, usually have great running backs, all this kind of stuff. Look at the NFL. Amazing wide receivers. Some of the best wide receivers in the NFL have come, you know, even if you go back like Julio Jones, like some of the best wide receivers have come from Alabama. And they don't have studs at wideout right now. They just don't. So it's a weird, weird spot. It's Julio was spot. like the first one, right? Like Julio, Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. And yeah. then and then those not the last four or five guys have been yeah. Yeah. Is Judy? Is Ju- Judy? He's a. Judy, yeah, Devontae I mean, Smith, Waddle, Nietzsche, Jameson Williams. Dude, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, wide receiver. Like, it's like Ohio State and Alabama has littered mm-hmm. the NFL with wide receivers. So they got problems, man. And it's just, it's just, this is the nature of football, man. You either have a quarterback and you have a chance or you don't and you have no chance. You're just not that good, no matter what else is going on. Florida Gators beat the Vols wow. in the swamp. I was a little surprised at this one. Now, I will tell you this. There was a point in this game, Tennessee had scored a touchdown and made it, like, I think they made it 26-10 to because I think it was, like, 26-3. Yeah. The second half, they scored a touchdown, make it 26-10. They're driving, and they get a – they. it's like – I think it was, like, a crackback call or something like that. Some kind of bullshit. It was such a shitty call. And it then makes it like it would have been a first down, and then it makes it like first and or, or second and fifteen or second and twenty, whatever the hell it was, and they just never recovered. And I had said I was watching that game. I said, "Man, they're going to score here because they just you could just tell the momentum was going their way." The quarterback Milton starts slinging it. I'm like, "They're they get that first down. They would have been probably around the 35 yard line going in. They score there. It's 26 to 17 late in the third. And you're like, momentum is all on their side. Or actually, it was early in the fourth. And that penalty gets called, and they kick it, and I'm like, now you got no time. They did score, make a little run late, but they just they basically just ran out of time. They were making a nice comeback, but they ran out of time. They ran out of time there. So that's a big win for Florida, man. That's a big win. Napier gets a little heat off his back against a yes. rival. Yes. That, that helps him a lot. Now, they got to continue it, but that helps him a lot. That pleased a lot of people down in Florida. Colorado, the story of the college football Bro. season escapes in double overtime. How much? How late did you stay up? I did not. I was long gone at that point, but I saw the highlights, and I could tell you this: there has been nothing so good 
for college football in the last I, I probably even go back 20 years as Deion Sanders is for college football as a as an industry as a business as an uh, attraction 10 o'clock at night <laughs> on the East Coast 10 o'clock at night against the Colorado State does anybody know their mascot anybody Rams. I was gonna say before I say does anybody the Rams <laughs> the Colorado State Rams on ESPN this game isn't an ABC game right it was on ESPN right am I correct about that ESPN yeah 9.2 rating you don't get a 9.2 for NBA Finals games dude a nine point Alabama Texas didn't get a nine point two. I'm not sure Michigan Ohio State gets a nine point two. It's insane. <laughs> Colorado, who was literally the worst program in the country last year, is now the biggest attraction in all of college sports. I'm not saying they're the best team. Make no mistake. That's not what I'm saying because they're not that good. They're the no, biggest they're attraction, and it's all because of Deion Sanders. It's can, unbelievable, bro. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what the coach of last year's Colorado teams thinking right now? Like, what? The he fuck? may as well, and I say this in jest. He may as well be dead because <laughs> nobody even cares who he is, and maybe they're thanking him because it's because of him that Deion Sanders is now the Colorado Buffaloes coach. It is insane. Now they didn't play good. And frankly, they should have lost this game. They were down by 10 in the fourth quarter, and they should have lost. Yeah. Shador Sanders has been masterful at quarterback for them, good giving player. all the credit in the world. Now, we're going to see how good he really is in the next two weeks, and I got a feeling yeah. it's not going to be great. Um, but, uh, dude, 3-0, and nobody I'm not doubting the, I'm, I'm not doubting the Sanders boys ever, so after this, I'm not. Uh, listen, we'll get to that yeah. part. But I hear you. Um, it's an amazing story. It's great for listen. What was one of the things that I I've brought to your attention? I've said to you has been a kind of a problem over the last, you know, I don't know, six to ten years, give or take. How many years it's been? Is it's become so regional? Mm-hmm. There's Michigan, Ohio State, and then there was Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, and maybe Oklahoma. Maybe and maybe Auburn sometimes yeah i know yeah not lately it's like there's six teams that the season starts six out of over a hundred you're like one of these teams how many years in a row did we pick at least three out of the four teams that make the final four right Right. so the fact that we're even talking about colorado it's not one of those programs it's great the fact that we're even talking about teams in the Pac-12 this year with some of the greatest quarterback play, and then they're going to disappear. <laughs> like the, the conference is going to disappear. It's great. This is great. Yeah. The fact yep. that Florida State is back on the national stage is great, folks. Whether you no, like these, teams, Notre Dame. Yes, the fact that Notre Dame and Sam Hartman is playing so well. The fact that it, this is great. See, it doesn't matter if you like these teams. I'm not talking about whether you like. It's good for the sport. It's good that at 10 o'clock at night, there's a really, really good and important game on. Like right. it's it's a good. You don't want you don't want college football to be so fucking regional because then people lose interest. I agree, brother. It's when USC, which is an LA team, is good, you get New York viewers. You don't get New York viewers because of Rutgers. You get New York I'm, viewers because LA is hot. It's a big deal. I'm 
I'm curious to see when they when they go to the Big Ten, those four teams, are they going to have the balls to put Michigan, UCLA on at 10 o'clock? At Ohio night? State, Washington at 10 o'clock? I don't know if they're going to go that late. I think that's probably the 7.30 ABC game. Maybe, but that's okay, Fox too. Whatever. That's okay, uh, too, yeah. because that game yeah. ends at 10, 10.30, whatever, you know. But I but I think I think Northwestern Oregon is 10 o'clock. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the way it goes, man. You know, that's the yeah. way it goes. So all that will be very interesting next year. But I just think it's well, great for the sport. I'll have to take a nap. It's great for the sport that Colorado and Dion are doing this thing. And um, I hope he stays in college. I hope he I do too. To I think he, I really think he will. I really think he will. I think he doesn't have any interest in the NFL. He wants to be a mentor to young men. He doesn't need to go to the NFL. And dude, remember what I said to you last week? I I, I keep thinking about it every time they fucking win a game. I think about this. It might have been after the first week, but I think it was last week. If he wins, I was talking to one of my students at school about this. If he were to win a national championship, it's not going to happen this year. I'm saying in time, if he wins a national championship as a college football coach, whether at Colorado or somewhere else, he becomes the most impressive athlete, accomplished no, you know athlete you, you coach know in you history. You talked about it on this podcast. You should listen to it, bro. It's a good I'm show. saying I don't know if it was last week or the week before. <laughs> I know it was this podcast. Goof. You have anything else? Was there any other interesting games last week? There no. really wasn't too many, right? No. It was awful. No. <laughs> it was uh, all week, set up for this week because there's some doozies. Week four is juiced. I have eight games written down. Let me know if you want to jump in with anything else. Let's go. Your Seminoles at the Clemson Tigers. Huge. Now, uh, before last week, I would have said, I think Florida State Went really has touchdowns. Really? What's that? I said before that last week, they went by two touchdowns. Yeah, now. now hold the uh, phone. Listen, I think they were really looking forward, you know, looking ahead, looking past Boston College. That's a real thing, by the way. What's that? Looking ahead. Oh, there's no doubt about it. How do you not? It's Boston yeah. College. They lost to, like, they lost to, like, Northern Illinois or something. They lost to, I think it might have been Northern Illinois. So, like, how do you not overlook them? But they played their balls off. Boston College played their balls off, played, you know, kept stayed in that game. But this is an awesome game. And again, this is what I'm talking about. It's not Clemson's going to roll Florida State. It's we got a ball game here, folks, and it's not Alabama and it's not Ohio. Like this is great stuff. I expect Florida State to play significantly better. More than anything, I expect that defense. Two things that I'm going to say are going to be a lot better than they were last week against Boston College. That defense is going to look more like what it was against LSU, fast and physical, and they they looked like last year's Florida State defense last week. They had no running game against Boston College. I promise you that'll be better this week against Clemson too. So, I don't like the noon kick. It's a tough spot. It's a tough spot. It's a tough spot. But it's tough no matter what because that that stadium is going to be rocking. No matter yeah. what we think about Clemson this year, and I don't think they're that good, that place is going to be rocking, and it's an early start. I, if I was Florida State, I would much prefer like a little 3.30 or something yeah, like that instead right. of a 12. That's a tough spot. Colorado at Oregon. Uh, I personally, I think this is blowout city. What's the kid's name? Hunter, the wide receiver slash cornerback. He's injured. Yeah. Um, they're 23, point- three to four weeks. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, they're 23 point dogs. They're finally playing like what I'll say is like a, a, a real team, a good football team. They're ranked what? 16th in the country right now, Colorado. I think so. You're, you're going to see why that's a fake I'm not trying to take away from anything because it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I hope it's close. 
I hope it's close. And I just Shador don't think it's going to be. Shador hasn't played in something like that yet. No, this is what I'm saying. He, he's played Nebraska TCU's defense, which was just decimated from you know graduation and the draft, and um, and Colorado State. So, no, this is a different animal they're facing. Who struggle with for most of the game at home. Exactly. So, so now, listen, maybe they were looking f- looking ahead a little bit to Oregon. It's possible because I know Very there true. is talent on this team. I would love to see it. This is one of those no moral victories, no moral victories. If they keep it within 10 points, that's a fucking moral victory. Like, you can hang your hat on that and say, we're here. We are here for real. Sure. If they keep this to, like, I don't know, 38-28 or 35-25, something like that, I don't, you know, somewhere within 10 points, it's reasonable, and it was kind of close most of the game. You just didn't have the horses. Bro, they're going to be bowl eligible, and that's insane. This team lost by an average of 36 points last year. An average of 36 points. So I would love I'm hoping they keep it close. I just don't I don't know that they will. Sneaky game of the week for me, the UCLA Bruins at Utah. Interesting game. Is Rising uh, playing yet? I think he's getting closer. I think that's why this game is starting to get some buzz. I think he's I think he might give it a go. UCLA but 3-0. Don't rush it though. Don't rush it. Is UCLA 3-0? Yeah, but a sloppy 3-0. It's not a pretty 3-0, and it hasn't been against much competition. So where's that game? In the mountains. Yeah. mm, I'd expect Utah to win that game. They should win that game. But I don't know how long they can continue, like, working their magic. No, but the kid kid that's starting for them, he looks pretty good, too. Yep. Talented. Amazing program, isn't it? Utah's an amazing program. You. I'm telling you, it's one of my favorites. The it really coach, is. they're good every year. No five star athletes, but yet they put a never great off the pro- field trouble. None, none. Great program. Great program. One game. This game's fun for if you're a college football fan and if you're a fan of a little um, saltiness. Ole Miss at Alabama. Lane Kiffin goes home again. And I think this is his best chance to pull off the upset. And here's why I'll say it. Um, Lane Kiffin is always going to have a good offensive team. He's a, he's a great offensive mind. They throw the shit at a ball, but they don't just throw it. They, Mississippi runs the ball really well too. From what I've seen, and I watched some of this week's this past week's game and previous game, this is the best defense that he's had. Uh, best chance to be defensively. They got a good. This team. is the this is the best defense I've seen Lane Kiffin had since he's been at Ole Miss. And that coincides with Alabama probably being the worst offense that I've seen since Nick Saban's been there, at least since the first couple of years. So you put those two. Where's the game? Alabama. Eh, it's tough. But Texas went in there and did it. So it's you bad know, quarterback it's play, man. It is what it is. It's bad quarterback play in Alabama. The Ole Miss DC is from Alabama. Is it? it was Alabama's D- yeah. Oh, so shit. they got they got okay. a lot going on there. I feel like this is the, this is the best chance that he's had since he's been at Ole Miss, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. What's who's who's favorite in this game? Bama by what? Touchdown. Six, four, five, six and a half, six and a half. Wish it was seven, but. I think this is. I think this is a really good spot for Alabama, for uh, Mississippi. I really do. I really. What time's that game? Is that a night game? Three thirty. Three thirty. Yeah, I would have liked it at seven. So you're going up against you're going up against Colorado. But the night game slate's really good too, so you can't really. I'm, I, I, that's a. Mm, I might have a little something to say about that. I got this one written down. An old rivalry game they used to play the Friday after Thanksgiving, and uh, now it's friggin' September twenty third. It's weird. Arkansas at LSU. Arkansas, didn't they lose last week? 
they did the BYU. They choked the game yeah. away. I know. And LSU that was, won big. I had Mississippi State in our picks. Yeah, that was the coach that I lo- remember last year. I'm like, I just don't like how he looks. <laughs> he just looks sloppy. Yeah. He's a big fellow. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah. A big, he's a bigger fellow there. Uh, I would expect LSU to, to win pretty handily. BYU's not oh, that great this year. So. Famous last words. I know. You know what that means. Another sneaky one? Out on the West Coast again? The Pac-12 is just, they're, they're taking it and running with it. Oregon State and Washington State. Dude, your boy Uyunglele or whatever the hell his name. Oh, by the way, um, the kid, Cade, what the fuck? Klubik from Clemson? No, the quarterback for Washington State. Winston, Cade Winston maybe something? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Dude, he threw for 450 yards and four touchdowns last week. Uh, I'm sorry, against Colorado State, who Colorado struggled against. Do not sleep on Washington State. This is a very good offensive team. I don't know about them defensively. Pullman, Washington? But I've been on on Oregon State since last year. Like, I like their coach. I like the way they play. If I'm not mistaken, they beat Oregon last year in the the little Oregon Civil Civil War. War. Yeah, so. You can't say that anymore. I know. I'm with you. This is a better game than most people realize. Tell me that's a 10 o'clock game. Is that a 10 o'clock start? Hold the phone. Because uh, that's a really nice game to end the night. If you're just And by the way, here in, in New Jersey, or at least in South Jersey, we got some shitty weather coming in on Saturday. What a great weekend for us to have shitty weather, so I don't even have to get off the Dude, couch to go, unless I have I'm to go to the bathroom. You. I am with you. What time does that game start? I am peaking. Seven. God damn it. Damn it. I would like it a little later. Dude, they put it on Fox, though. Imagine Oregon State, Washington on Fox. Tremendous. Well, you are getting a 10-30 game out in the West Coast. Washington versus California at Washington. You get to see who I picked and might be the leader in the clubhouse right now with the for the Heisman Trophy is Michael Penix putting up bananas numbers, dude. Sure. Like insane numbers. So that'll be I'll, I'll probably end up watching that one late. USC Arizona State too at 10. Yeah, that's gonna be a shit show. Arizona State, I think they lost to like Northern Arizona last week. They're so Ooh. bad. It's a bad. It's a. Ah, uh, here's your main events. Of course, uh, Iowa at Penn State. At Penn State, if it was at Iowa, I would feel a little right different out. about it. Iowa just doesn't score enough, I think. But they yeah. always play tough defense. And here's the other reality: you can say what you want about Iowa not being a premier program. I think their offensive coordinator is. It's just a weird situation. It's it's the coach's son, coach's son but the head yeah. coach Ferenc isn't on the on the hot seat. The coordinator is. It's like something like he has to average 24 points a game this year or else he's going to get fired. I think it's actually like <laughs> they actually put a number on it. So, um, But you can say what you want about them not being an elite program. When they play the top teams, rarely is it a blowout. Like they just find ways to stay close. Like they That's, just play absolutely. them tough whether it's just they get up for it or they coach it well. So expect a, a tough physical game if nothing else. I know Penn State is excited about their young quarterback this year. Um I've seen glimpses of him looking pretty good, but I'm not there yet. I'm not like I'm not super excited yet. I think he was a five star recruit, so yeah, I'm sure he'll high four. You know, perhaps yeah. perhaps he'll turn out to be good. I just I'm not seeing. Uh, I'm not blown away yet. I'll leave it at that. But they look good. Should be fun. And game. the main, fun game. your steak and lobster tail, Ohio State at Notre Dame. Fascinating, fascinating because both of these teams are not kind of what we expected before the season started for opposite reasons. We probably mm-hmm. expected – we always expect Ohio State to be a high-flying offensive team, and they haven't been. And we – I don't know if we knew what to expect at all out of Notre Dame. 
Correct. But what's what's his name? Sam Hartman? Yeah. Dude. Talk about a guy who's put himself at least on the list. He's on and the he was list. on my list, I think. If Heisman you list. Absolutely. And if Notre Dame does pull the upset this week, and I say upset because it's at Ohio State, it's a tough that's a tough call. That's a tough that's a no, tough. No, it's ask. at Notre Dame. Is it's it at Notre, Notre Dame? Dame? Yeah. But Ohio State's favored, right? Yeah. By what? What are they favored by? Field goal. If Notre Dame wins this game, they pull the upset. Sam Hartman shoots to, to one of the top two or three spots on the list for sure. Him, Penix, and Caleb probably right. I would, would be think your those are your top three right now. I don't think. Yeah. You know, don't. I'm trying to think of who could even sneak in there at some point. Is the only other guy I can think of is if the kid, what's his name, Leonard, the the quarterback from Duke. He's not sneaking up there. Well, I'm just saying if they continue winning and pulling off upsets, I mean, dude, they beat fucking Clemson and he looked great. And now he – here's what I will say about him. Nobody even knew who he was, and now they're talking about him as a potential first-round pick. I don't know about a top of the first round, but a first round. That's a big move for someone that didn't even exist in our consciousness like you know three weeks ago. So um, that's the only other guy I can think of. Because he, he, here's why I say it. Because he's going to be in a position to get some big upset wins. Yeah, They're going to play North Carolina, Florida State, Miami. You know, he Can already Bo Nix get up there from Oregon? I just – I've never been a fan. Um, so, is it possible? Numbers, yeah. What do you have to do? You have to beat Washington, Michael Penix. You have to beat USC, Caleb right. Williams. Well, that's the same thing you do, argument. Keep beating these good teams. In, in that – in that, yes, then yes. The answer you're right is yes. He has a chance. That's what he has to do, though. Boy, the Pac-12 is so interesting. It's dude. crazy, and dude, one of those teams are gonna get picked off by Oregon State, Washington State, or Utah. Utah. Dude, like, dude, I know it's crazy. Yeah, I UCLA. I mean, <laughs> there's some, there's really some great quarterback play it's out crazy. there, man. And it's, it's just crazy. crazy that the conference isn't even gonna exist anymore. So well, like, I don't know. You, you have a feeling on that game? I like Notre Dame, but I, I kind of do and too. That's, and that's not even an Ohio State thing for me. I, I think they just look cleaner right now. I totally I I, both I, sides listen, of the ball. Ohio State could blow it up at any point. I get it. They're so uh, they're so explosive. I just haven't seen but the right quarterback now, play from Ohio I'll State. Bet to, at night too. I that's what I'm saying. I haven't seen the quarterback play from Ohio State yet. For me to say they can go at Notre Dame and w- and win that game, I just yeah. That's the thing. I don't know what Notre, Dame, Notre Dame's defense looks like because they haven't really played anyone yet. And NC State gave them a scare. A scare. Well, this is a better team, but like, but Ohio State defensively, Ohio State State hasn't even looked good against bad teams, though. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, they finally stepped it up last week a little bit. A little. Who they play last week? Western Kentucky, and they scored 31 points. No, they scored 63 points the week before. They scored 31. Okay, okay. Yeah, I against Youngstown, I think. Yeah, it was not great. Not great. I hear you. I hear you. You want to gamble, brother? You know I always like doing that. Let me play the music. I totally forgot to set up the day. So last week we were both two one and one. What were the what were the winners and losers last week? I could tell you that real quick. Please, Scotty's please. winners were the Wyoming Cowboys, yes, and the Seattle Seahawks. The loser was the Mississippi State Bulldogs, and the push was the Saints on Sunday night. Okay, uh, Monday night, excuse me. Pete Calisano's winners were both on Saturday. No, I'm sorry. Both college, but one on Friday and one on Saturday. Maryland Terrapins blew out. Blew it out. That was a nice winner. Yep, that was a great one. Never in doubt. And then North Carolina beat up the Golden Gophers. I had a feeling about that one. I actually had yeah, to go was- and look up the line when I saw the score. I'm like, because <laughs> they won pretty big. They won by like 17. Yeah, 18, yeah. 17, Something 18. like that. And I'm like, shit, what was the line? 
So your loser was the New York Giants. They did not cover. They won, yeah. but did not cover. And then your push were the Falcons. Lucky guy that would have pushed, but uh, lucky is good, my friend. So I get unlucky most of the time, so I'll take lucky every once in a while. Why don't you kick us off this week, sir? Why don't you kick us off this week? Because I have to straighten okay. out some of my paperwork, if you don't mind. Oh, here we go. He's got 22 games to choose from again. <laughs> yeah, it's always hard. All right. Me. I'm going to ride one of your teams from last week. I'm going to go with the Maryland Terrapins, minus 7.5 at, at Sparty. Sparty looked like an absolute dumpster fire last week. They got a lot They got a lot going on up there. Problems. Coach is fired. No, he's suspended. No, he's going to be fired. Going back and forth with court, with agreements. The team came out flat as a pancake. The assistant coach that's take over for them, I think his name is Harold something. He's a longtime Michigan State guy. Not a great start. Maryland's dangerous. To his brother, Talia Tagavalo, I think his name is. Mm -hmm. Great athlete. Good player. They got some weapons. I don't think... Michigan State. The Michigan State could hang around, but I think Maryland's better and more focused. Uh, this is going to be a very unpopular pick, but I got to. My, as my father used to say, "Bet with your head and not with your heart." So, I'm, people are going to be not happy with me at all on this one. I'm going to take Oregon. I don't know how Oregon. Oregon. I don't know how you say it. Whatever you say. Whatever. It, doesn't matter. O, o r e g o n minus a twenty-one against Colorado. Look. I love this story, and I'm rooting for it. And if I lose this one, as Steve Stavali would say, it's the it's called a win tax. Okay, I lose the bet, but the but the team looks better than I than I had hoped. I just don't see it. Listen, the one thing about Colorado coming into the season is that they were thin. Okay, talented because he was able to bring in the NLI NIL guys and some of those recruits, but they're thin, and they already have some injuries racking up. And it was never that good of a defense in the first place. Now you're playing a what-ranked team in the country? What is that? What, are, what is Oregon? Eight? Ten? Oh, whatever the hell. Something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. I'm sorry, but the uh, the honeymoon ends this weekend. Give me Oregon wow. minus 21. I know. I know. Peter, the bad guy. Peter, Peter, Peter. Okay, I'm the bad guy. Give me Oregon minus 21 against Colorado. Sorry. You said it before. The Iowa Hawkeyes have a tendency to hang around they in do. these big games. They do, folks. Whiteout game in Happy Valley. Very, very tough. I've seen it with my own eyes. Not live, but I'm on the, my couch with my Michigan jersey on. <laughs> it's a big spot. Iowa's offense is very, 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 very weird. It's been this way for about 15 years. I don't know why they can't figure it out. Penn State, very good. Good running backs. Wide receivers aren't great yet. First big, big spot for the quarterback. Does he... Does he shake it off? I know he played one week one, but West Virginia's terrible. I think Iowa... I think Penn State wins, but I think Iowa hangs around. I think 30-21, like 30-17, they just sneak in. But I, I think, think they if they can number. hold Penn State under 30 points, they cover. Like, I think that's fair. I think, I think that's And I fair. think they can. I think they probably will. So I, I kind of like 24-13, something yeah, like that. Totally yeah. see that. That totally makes yeah. sense to me. You know what I mean? They always play tough day. They always play tough against these big teams. Iowa plus 15. I don't know if I mentioned the number. You did. Um, I'm staying out west. I mentioned it a little earlier. Yeah, UCLA's undefeated. But they've played nothing but pancakes this whole time. <coughs> and Utah, frankly, is already kind of battle-tested. They've gone on the road and won tough games. They've done it without their starting quarterback. I don't know if Rising is playing or not, but even if he doesn't, I don't care because right now I just don't believe in UCLA. So give me Utah minus six. Great program. Steady as a rock. Never wow, let you that... down. Give me Utah minus six over UCLA. 
that number went up. It was I saw it at four the other day. To the NFL we go. Indeed, sir. And Peter, I apologize in advance, oh, but I, I have seen you. nothing from Zach Wilson. You said it before. I don't care how good your defense is. Your offense needs to do something. The Patriots have won 14 games in a row against the Jets. Garrett Wilson getting a little upset in the sideline with Zach. That can't be good. Brees Hall tweeting after the game about his carries. Yeah. Are they? Is is, is the boat starting to rock already? Ready. In, in Florham Park. Oh man. Patriots rarely, rarely, rarely go 0 three. Patriots plus two and a half at the Meadowlands. I can't argue with that at all, dude. Plus, if you've I ever watched, do it. I just, I, I, if you watch the Jets with Zach Wilson against the Patriots, oh, mm, like mm. he looks like a third grader doing algebra two. It's just, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. He looks so confused. <clears throat> um, I like what Atlanta's been doing so far. I, I thought they were going to be improved this year, and if there's anything that they're really improved, it, it's defense. But I think they're walking into a really tough spot here. They started off 2-0. Detroit should have won that game last week. They should have won at home. They had a they had extra time. They had ten extra, what three extra days. They should have won that game. They got to be disappointed. You know Dan Campbell got up their ass this week about, hey, we're supposed to be a good team. We're telling people we're a good team, but we lose at home to Seattle? Can't do that. And I think they come out super, super. This is, like a, to me, a perfect spot for Dan Campbell. Never mind like Detroit, Goff, and uh, you know, this is a great spot for Dan Campbell because this is built for him. We didn't play great last week. They're coming in here fired up. Who are we this week? Who are we as a team? And I think Detroit, we thought they're better. They looked really good against Kansas City. I think they show. I think it's a tough spot for Atlanta after a big win, big comeback win to now hit the road and go Detroit to Detroit against a, an upset team like a pissed off team. What is the line here? Give me Detroit minus the three against Atlanta. Last one for me, Coach. I'm going Monday night. I didn't like this team when we did our picks. We did our we did our preseason um, predictions, and now even worse, the quarterbacks limping around. I know it's blasphemy thinking the Bengals go 0-3, but I think they do. I like the Rams plus two in Cincinnati. Wow, he might not even play. I don't know who even know who the backup is. If he does play, if he gets banged up early, the Rams can see blood in the water. They've been running the ball fantastic. Stafford looks like his old self. You know, it's the pupil and the teacher, the pupil, whatever the, the, the saying is, Taylor and McVay. McVay looks like he's, he's focused his back. Front seven's good. Give me the Rams plus two in Cincinnati. Wow, that's a ballsy pick. I love when you do those because those usually work out for you. When I'm like, man, you got balls pulling a trigger on that one. Um, I feel like this is a sucker bet, but I, maybe I'm just a sucker. There's been, to me, there's been one team that's been more impressive than anybody else in the league this year, and that's been the Miami Dolphins. They go on the road and have kind of a comeback, kind of a back and forth, but I would still call it like a comeback victory uh, against the Chargers. Then they go and beat and look very impressive. Tua looks great. They look well coached against the Patriots. When's the last time you've seen like Belichick look out coached? Doesn't happen yeah, very befuddled. often. He looked befuddled. He just like, didn't know what didn't look like he had any answers. Are for you taking the fucking Broncos here? No. I think oh, I God. think it's a sucker bet because why is the line only six and a half? This is their first home game of the season. Nobody's looked more impressive, but they're only favorite. You would you would say this. 
Listen, Fishy. there's not that many good spreads, though, man. There's not that many big spreads in the NFL. That's I know, like, but six and a half? What do you think it should be? Eight and a half? Nine? I would think so. It's 2-0 and most impressive I against a team that. that's 0-2. That can't seem to play can, can't play defense or offense in the fourth quarter. 1 o'clock kick. Two, 1 o'clock kick. Know, it's in the uh, heat. Give me the Dolphins minus less than a touchdown. Minus the 6 and a half. Give me the Dolphins all day. It's, it seems like a sucker bet. Like I'm being sucked in. Vegas knows something. I'm being sucked I, in. But suck me in. That sounds that sounds well, that sounds awesome. But anyway, give me the <laughs> give me give me the Dolphins minus the six and a half. I gotta tell you, dude, as a Bronco fan, and that line seem could, low. Could this be one of these games where like Denver throws something up and they win by they lose? This by is five? what I mean. So I mean, it's a sucker bet. Like I got yeah. sucked in, and I'll take it. I'm being sucked in. Listen, I don't. See, I'd rather be sucked off than sucked see, in. But what are you gonna do? I don't. I don't see Denver winning this game at all. But the number is weird. How can th this is the NFL though, right? Nobody's looked better, and then somehow they're gonna find a way to like get pressure onto uh, interceptions, and it's like, where did this come from? It always happens, but I'm gonna, I'm falling for it. I'm falling for it. I, I, I got sucked well, in. Real quick, I, I know we should talk about this before. I hate our defensive coordinator. This guy Vance Joseph sucked before with the Broncos as head coach. This guy stinks. And Rex is going on ESPN fucking MF. And if I was a DC, because he was in the running for it. So now you know you want to know what I really wanted to take. I just didn't have the balls. Like you have the balls to pull the trigger on some of these. I really will. I really like Tampa. I really wanted to pull a trigger on Tampa. I just. I can see I, that. I don't believe. I just. I guess I still don't believe in Baker. What, was it five? Yeah, they're getting five at home. At home, five or yeah, five and a half at home. And I and that I'm telling you that Philly, that Philadelphia. This is you know what this is. This is like the trivia question where I, I have the right answer. I just yeah. won't say it. I'm telling yeah. you it's the right answer, but I, I still won't say it. Speaking Listen. of trivia. But I no like blame, But no one's blaming me for being afraid of Baker. I get it. That's that's yeah, that's, just, true, that's a real know, thing. Because in the end, look, Philly still has a really good pass rush, and you put pressure on Baker. I don't know what the fuck he's gonna do. Correct. Um, but the back end of that Eagles defense is really bad right now, man. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if Tampa wins this game. Don't be surprised. Because what? Listen, the other thing is Tampa can stop the run. If there's anything that they, their defense still does pretty well, is they can stop the run, and that's what Philly really wants to do. So. I'm not. It's not one of my picks, but I'm just telling you. I, I really. I didn't. It's, I'm being honest. I don't have the balls to pull a tr pull a trigger on it like you do. So, <laughs> kind of a pussy like that. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, it's time. Best part of the best went, part. Of I went, Everybody's favorite. I went, I went a little fun this week. I, I was. I didn't want to beat you up too bad again. You know, <laughs> I've taken enough beatings. I'm getting taxed. People are hysterically laughing during this segment. <laughs> I'm not um, laughing. I'm laughing, but it's more like a cry laugh. Like <laughs> you, if you don't laugh, you're gonna cry. Oh. <sighs> All right, buddy. First one out of the gate. Eight players have rushed for two thousand yards. Can you give me five? Oh my god. Um, OJ Simpson. Mm-hmm. The juice. Uh, who's the, what's his name? Uh, wore, the, wore the glasses for the Rams. The and glove the Colts. didn't fit. I'll give you that one, Eric Dickerson. Dickerson, two thousand yards. Off to a good start. I know, but I'm, I'm stalling. Uh, how about Derrick Henry? Nah, yes, he did. Yep, okay. that's three that's for three. three. Any two more? Shit. Hmm. How about a hint? Can you give me a team? I can give you a hint. Give me a hint. Two of these guys won Super Bowls. I know that's very unrare with running backs with when they have good years and don't win the Super Bowl, but 
I'm going to throw this out there, but I don't think it's right. Sean Alexander? No. Good okay. guess. No. And he lost the Super Bowl, by the way. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm going to need more. My favorite team. Oh. Oh, Jesus. What the hell is his name? Um, Does this help? Yeah, no, I can't remember his name. Shit. Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. TD. I'm, I'm like CD, DC. What the, I'm like, what the hell is the, what were the initials? <laughs> I couldn't think of the damn initials. He rushed for 2,000, huh? He did. Yeah. Shit. Was that the year they well, won I mean, the Super Bowl? One the of the second two. year they won. Yeah, yeah the second year. <clears throat> Want me to give you the other ones? Give me one more. You want to give you one more? Give me a team. Give me a team. Um, let's not make it that easy for you. Ravens. Because <laughs> the other ones I think are kind of obvious, so that's why I went with Raven. Uh, Ravens. No, I got nothing. Jamal Lewis. Okay. He ran for two thousand. Yeah. No shit. Barry Sanders. Uh, you know, I wanted to say Barry Sanders, but I never thought he went over two thousand. It's in your mouth again. You, you don't. Oh you got to spit it out. I should have just said Chris it. Been Johnson. wrong. Who's it? Remember Chris Johnson with the Titans? Wow. I and never would have guessed that one. The great Adrian Peters. Okay. Who did he do? Did he do it in Minnesota? He did. Okay. Nice. That was good. That was good. Yeah, change up a little bit, right? It's always hard to reach through the entirety of history sometimes. Like, obviously, Adrian Peterson's so obvious when you say it, but his name yeah, but didn't even no pop in my guess. head. There was no limits on guesses. You could have you could no, 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 I, I, five for five. I could just throw a shit in a... And his name, this is what I'm saying, his name didn't even pop in my head. That's what's even yeah. crazier. But then as soon as you say it, I'm like, oh. Right. This is right in your backyard. Okay. In the year 2000. Your New York Jets had four first-round picks. The first team ever. Can you name them? I cannot name all four. Was Chad Pennington one of them? He was pick number 18. They picked, uh, what the hell is it? It was a tight end. Right? <laughs> Kyle Brady? Nope. That wasn't that year? You're, you're, you're on the right track. It was a tight end, though? Mm-hmm. He's in broadcasting now. Who the hell was the tight end? Who was it? Anthony Beck. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's actually a pretty good broadcaster, by pick the way. number 27. He is pretty good. Um, they picked... Uh, didn't they pick a defensive end at year two? They might have picked two. Two defensive ends. Or slash outside line. Uh, yeah, I know. Or pass rushers. Um, the names. The names. The names. No booze today, too. I got back to school night, so I can't even blame it on the booze. Uh, shit. Uh, help me out. Help me out. Sean Ellis. He was okay. Oh, Pick number 12. I, I know the other guy was out of South Carolina, right? Yep. What's his name? Had a better career with the Falcons, I think. Probably. John Abraham. Yeah, he was good. 13. He was good. He was and what's really funny good. about them is Ellis coming out of college probably was thought of as a better pass rusher, but he ended up being better run stopper. That's a yeah. pretty good draft. That's a pretty good draft. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Beckt probably shouldn't have been a first-round pick, but... Ellis was good. He wasn't great, but he was good. John Alexander was Alexander was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, good one. Good. Good. Uh, Abraham. Abraham. Abraham Alexander. Alexander. Who has the most interceptions in NFL history? Paul Krause, Dick Lane, Rod Woodson, Ed Reed. Hmm. All right. So you know, I always like to give you my initial. I love it. Right off the top of my head, like as soon as you gave me the answer, I was like Ed Reed. I feel like because he was just such a ball hawk, but Woodson was too. 
which means it's probably one of those other two guys because I don't played even know corner, who they are. Played corner and safety. Correct. That's what I'm saying. He had a lot of opportunities uh, and played in a league for a long time. Yeah, he did. Played in a league for a long Steelers, time. What, Steelers? What? Steelers? Raiders? Raiders? Ravens? Yeah. Is he a Niner for a cup of coffee, too? It's got to no. be one of the other two, right? I don't know. Is it? That's what you always do to me. I don't even know who the hell they are. Say their names again. <laughs> Paul Krause and Dick Knight Train Lane. Yeah. I'm going to go with my instinct here, and I'll go with Ed Reed. It's got to be wrong. It would be Paul Krause. Of course it is. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just massive fails on epic levels. I can't even, like, uh, is that it? Is the pain, is the torture That's over? That's it. That's it, bro. Let's I mean, win some just, money this weekend. It's just brutal. It's just brutal. Good luck to your Knolls. Good luck to your Jets. Listen, we got some great games, both the NFL and college football. Really, really telling games. Like, these are season definers. Like, it's crazy to say this early in a season, but some of these teams, the Chargers, the Vikings, the Bengals, Florida State, Clemson, Alabama's. Alabama's season is on the line. Could you imagine if Alabama has, by the way, I love Mississippi. That was going to be one of my other picks. I, I, I waffled, and I just I went with Utah instead. Because so I'm like, am I really going to pick against Alabama? But And then you look at the NFL. Like, how many teams have their – it's just there's a lot of teams that – it's crazy to say, but teams that we know, that we like, that we expect to be good, their season is really on the line in week three or four four or five, whatever it is for the college and week three in the NFL. It's awesome. I mean, it's awesome. Listen, weather's supposed to be bad. Get some snacks. snacks hang out on the couch. Moves, watch some football. Gain some weight this weekend and enjoy the, yeah. enjoy the games. <laughs> for Scott Bracey, I'm Pete Colasano. You've been listening to Bump and Run, and we'll catch you guys next week. Later. Manipulated I too little through the door.